0: And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. Make sure you download and subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast wherever you may get your podcasts. So, George, the Colts are in the interview process so far. We just broke down a few candidates, at least that they're scheduled to interview over the next few days. But again, one thing we we keep talking about is just because they're scheduled, I mean, obviously that they are, you know, having their Colts as their dream job or, or number one on the list. Colts right now are competing with at least. Five teams. So Let's talk about the five teams that we know guaranteed will be hiring a new coach. Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals, Texans, and obviously the aforementioned Colts as well. Now that we have five guaranteed openings after Black Monday has come and gone, where would you rank the Colts? Because for me, I think we kind of talked this a little bit when we, when we had the three openings with the Broncos, Panthers, and Colts. I still think even with the Cardinals and the Texans being the two latest teams to open up, I would still say they're second, to be honest. I would still put the Broncos at number one assuming that, you know, you think you could turn Russell Wilson around, which I know it's a small sample size. Granted, it's two games. But since they did fire Nathaniel Hackett, that offense and Russell Wilson has looked better. So if you think that, okay, maybe it's just Nathaniel Hackett more uh, causing offense to struggle and causing Russell to struggle than Russ himself, I think you could buy into a good defense, a good quarterback still. And that's why I would put the Colts kind of a little bit ahead of right now or the Broncos should say ahead of the Colts Right now, the two other openings, George. Where'd you put the Colts right now out of five?
1: Yeah, I think it's it, it's really down to what each candidate wants. I think one thing about this group that's interesting is I don't think this year, right now, and we'll see how things change. Right now, I think there's an obvious number one where just everyone would agree. You know, like if the Chargers opens up, everyone would just say, "Oh, you got Justin Herbert, you got stars on defense." That that's the job. There isn't anything like that in this group right now. I think that all of them have their their own appeal for whatever reason. Like I think the Panthers are down towards the bottom. But they also are the most likely to pay the most money because I think David Tepper is just going to fork over, you know, Brink's trucks worth worth of cash right now. Uh, so if that's your number one priority, Carolina might be number one on on your list. And Denver and Arizona, division,
0: argue.
1: yeah, exactly. You know, and I think Denver and Arizona, I think it's all about the quarterback. You know, it, do you believe that Russell Wilson's washed? then Denver's not going to be interesting to you. If you believe you can go in there and win with him and with Nathaniel Hackett's fault, like you were talking about, then Denver goes right to the top of the list. Arizona's the same way. Do you think Kyler Murray can get healthy? You can use him in creative ways? Then you would love that job. But if you think that he's a problem child or that he's going to be injury prone, then you're probably less. I think that's what makes it so tough. I think what's made the Colts' job more interesting in Houston, I think it's the number two pick. You know, that that's the draw there. Downside is they've just fired two coaches after one year. So how long of a leash are you getting? And then I think in Indianapolis, the downside is obviously the stability of the owner right now. You know, is is he going to go back to the way that that he was for most of his career? Or is it going to be a circus like it was this year? But I think that number four pick changes the math here. I mean, if you're a coach and you're looking at this job, you got to feel like you can get a young quarterback at least one of the three guys at the top of the draft right now, the consensus kind of three guys at the top of the draft and Stroud, young and Levis, and even have the ability, you know, the the ammunition to get a specific quarterback. If you want to go up to one, it's there. The power is there. You know, if you want to just go up to three with the Cardinals, it's even easier. Um, But I, I think that's, I think that number four pick changes the math. So I would probably put the Colts right in the middle. Right now at three, just because I think Arizona and Denver, if you do believe in those quarterbacks, they're better jobs because of it. So, but then I think the Colts with that number four pick are next. Houston's probably fourth because they've got the number two pick, but I would be worried if I went in there that someone's going to jump me. I'm not getting my guy. The Colts have that ability right now. We've talked about it for a while. If you're Chicago, that number four spot with the Colts is probably a pretty tempting deal to make. I would put them a little bit ahead of Houston because of that. And the fact that the last two guys in Houston, you know, got run out after one season.
0: That's a really good point. We're going to think about all five jobs. You could easily make an argument. I think you can make an argument for all five being attract, like the most attractive. Like I do think like if you're depending on who you are, but if you're like Sean Payton, right. And you could have any job you want out of the five. I think you could make city or make a legitimate argument for Houston being a place you want to go. Because I think you can, with your clout, say basically, look, get Nick Casey out, I'm going to come in here. I'm, I have a history of winning. I think Kyle McNair would buy into it, and you could basically take over the organization and ha- and run it yourself. Like I you said, you have the number two overall pick. Maybe you trade up to number one. You get that young quarterback you like. They have a lot of cap space. You know, they have young players. I think you can make an argument if you're Sean Payton that the Texans could be the most attractive job. Like you I think you make an argument with, with the Broncos. You can make an argument with the Cardinals if you're a believer in Kyler Murray. And also too, with Steve Kym stepping away, similar to the Texans. You could kind of come in there if you have some clout and bring your own GM or be a de facto GM if you want to be and kind of take over a dysfunctional organization and lead them into, you know, brighter times in the Panthers. Like you said, David Tepper is going to be motivated. So the money is going to be there. You have a, I think, a, I believe a top 10 pick uh, as well. And also too, you're in a, the NFC South where you could easily, I mean, they just missed out on the playoffs this year with all the turmoil going on. You could easily convince yourself, I take this job. Well, we are right in the middle of a division race next year first year no matter what so it's like you can kind of i think make an argument for each and every job of being the best and also an argument for each and every job being the worst so i think you're right Like there's no true oh by far number one this is the job everyone's going to search for and then everyone else is playing for second which i do think is good for the colts at least in the five jobs because again you could assuming if you're chris ballard and well especially chris Ballard, i think he's going more on making more of the pitch than jim ursay you could sell a lot of these candidates on the Colts being the spot for you, like I said, we talked about George for how long now? Once they really fired Frank Reich, the coach, the attractiveness for the Colts is going to be dependent on where they're drafting. And not only is the number four pick now attractive, you can actually make a plan for, maybe not identify the quarterback you want, but identify, hey, two or three guys are in the mix, like you said, that this is guaranteed to have one of the three, let's say, or one of the two. And also the Bears have the number one over pick. You can... Again, okay, it's not a guarantee, but you can show this is what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to move our way up to number one, and at least it's realistic, so you can have a coach buy into it rather than if the Texans had number one or the, or the Colts are picking eighth. It's different. you know. So I think you're 100% right where having the fourth pick does change the calculus for a lot of head coaching um, prospects in terms of the Colts. I think now you can make an argument of, of turning this around, especially offensively, faster than maybe even a, a month or two ago that we saw. Now, while... I think you're hard to right when in terms of the five jobs open right now, the Colts could, they say, could be the worst, could be the best. Like, you, there's no standalone job without a doubt, which is good. The concerning part is we talked about what to watch for with Wild Card Weekend, because that, I think, will change the math and will change the calculus for a lot of these guys even right now. Because I don't know about yourself. Let me just throw a few things by here, George. The big game, Monday night, Wild Card Weekend, Bucks cowboys I think definitely Mike McCarthy is fired. I don't care what Jerry Jones says this week about, you know, this is not a game for a job. I think right now, the if, da- if Dallas loses on Monday night, I think Mike McCarthy is fired. I would then say, even though it's Jerry Jones you're dealing with, which I get is annoying, I would probably put the Cowboys number one in terms of attractiveness. Where would you put the Cowboys if they open up here in terms of attractiveness of, at that point, it would be six jobs.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're going to get everything there, right? You've got a quarterback, you've got a defense, you've got money. Jones is going to pay big for it. I think the only thing about that is it affects Colts. There's no doubt about it. But that you're talking about the elite of the league. If Dallas is open, you're talking about Peyton and Harbaugh, maybe a guy like D'Amico Ryans, uh, and then internal guys like Kellen Moore and and Dan Quinn. I I don't think – like a guy like Ben Johnson probably isn't going to be considered there. I mean, it's just – it's Dallas. They're, They're probably going at the very top of the crop.
0: Well, here I guess we're, I think this is the domino effect. Toothfold. One, I think you're right, but it's like, okay, Jim Harbaugh, you mentioned his name could be in the mix. Well, that's like I would see on the Colts radar. Another thing that could be interesting is when you look at the Broncos, a name we saw last year at this time was Dan Quinn, and it seemed like Dan Quinn had an inside track till he, for whatever reason, took his name out of the running. You think this year Dan Quinn will be back in the running, especially his head coaching experience, and when you hire a guy with no experience in the fan, hacker, usually we see teams and owners go the other way, right? Like, oh, we hired a guy with no experience? Let's go hire a guy with experience. You could sell yourself on Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn's high behind the list when it comes to the Broncos. Let's say Dan Quinn's hired internally, right? Jared Jones has raved about him. They they fire Mike McCarthy, hired Dan Quinn. Okay, maybe the maybe Dan Quinn's never on the Colts radar, but now I wonder: does that change? Then the Broncos thinking of well, Jim Harbaugh's guy mm-hmm. that already interviewed with us. Maybe now they push harder for a guy like Jim Harbaugh. And again, that's another area where one of the air, the candidates we perceive to be the top for the Colts is um, taken off the board, either going to the Cowboys or going to the Broncos. And again, maybe it's not Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it's a guy like D'Amico Ryans, which again, Colts and I have requested, uh requested. Yet the, the San Francisco 49ers defense coordinator, but that's another name where again, you hear is highly uh, coveted. That's a guy that's going to be you know highly sought after. And maybe that's a guy that looks at the Colts as I can come here and win. It seems like he's not interested in his former team in the Texans, which is I think a good thing for the Colts. So again, maybe that's a guy that, he is impressed. I think the, he'll do a good job wowing the Colts. Maybe that's a guy that he's wowed by the Colts. And say, okay, I'm on the radar. But like I said, now the Cowboys open up. That's, I think, where the dominoes could fall in terms of mm-hmm. who they hire. And then maybe it's, you know, that impacts the Broncos, which who the Broncos hire could impact the Colts and vice versa. So the Cowboys are, I think, a team to watch for sure. I wonder about the Buccaneers, to be honest, on the other side, George, because look, I know the Buccaneers are 8 and 9, right? They're not very good, but they won the division anyway in the NFC South. And it's like, obviously, the big question is Tom Brady's future. I wonder if Todd Bowles is back either way. if Tom Brady decides to re- return or Tom Brady decides to either leave or retire. he returns, I don't think he's returning status quo. Like, I know injuries are a large part of what happened this year for them, but it's like I don't think Tom Brady with let's just say last year's the last true year he could play at a high level and maybe compete for a Super Bowl before. I know we have this conversation for years, but before he his talent drops off at some point. I don't think he's going to say, okay, you know I'm just going to run it back this year. It's a bad year. And I think he's going to do whatever it takes. I mean, that's a guy in Sean Payton who does go there, which again, now opens up a few other dominoes in Tampa. I wonder Todd Bolsa's security, uh, whether Tom Brady stays or if he leaves. Like, at that point, I still think the Buccaneers are a good team and an attractive destination. If he leaves, I still think they can go after a guy like Derek Carr, go after a guy like maybe even Aaron Rodgers, per se, and still try to piece it together and still be a playoff team, which again, if you have – a playoff team on the table, potentially, I think it changes the way where you, the, I would say right now, the, the Buccaneers, if Tom Brady leaves, are still closer to the playoffs with the division they're in. And the talents on the roster, compared to even where the Colts are. So again, if you're a coach that says I would make the playoffs quickly, I think Tampa, again, you would get the nod over Indy. Would you agree with that?
1: Um, Again, it depends. I put them in another one of those lists where it depends on what you're looking for. Cause I think the one thing with Tampa is you're dealing with an aging roster. There's a lot of talent there, uh, but a lot of those guys are are getting up there. You know, Mike Evans already in year nine for receiver that that's really that's you know late, late in, in your career. Um, so I think it just depends. I think, again, a younger guy like a Ben Johnson probably doesn't make as much sense there because you're going to go through a rebuild pretty quickly after you get there. Uh, but a guy like Dan Quinn, a guy like Jim Harbaugh, a guy like Sean Payton, they all make sense because they're going to be coming in thinking we're going to win year one and we'll worry about, you know, what comes after that. When when that time comes, you know, we'll go in there and we'll win right away. I think what Dallas, Tampa and Arizona all have in their favor is being in the NFC. I think right now, if you're looking as a head coach, that conference is more wide open. That's the one that you feel more like I could go get Derek Carr and I'm right there. I, I could maybe go to a Super Bowl. I don't know if you feel that way in the AFC. You know what I mean? The way the 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 teams stack up right now. I don't know if you feel like going and getting a veteran retread is, is going to be enough to put you over the top. It definitely could if you're if you're in Tampa, and I think that's going to matter, you know. But I think again, it, it's more. I think if if I'm looking at that job, it's more somebody uh, who's not necessarily trying to start their career and looking to be there for ten or fifteen years. It's somebody who's trying to get in and, and win right now. It's a great job for that.
0: Right, right. I would agree with that. And then the other two teams I think to keep an eye on this weekend, one is playing in Wild Card Weekend, one is not. The Chargers, you mentioned before, Brian Staley – and the Chargers lose. I personally think he's safe. Um, but we know there's been a lot of rumors about you know Sean Payton wanting that job. And, and the Chargers, you know, even with the way the, the year ended where they got into the playoffs, as we know, they beat the Colts. But then, um, week 18, they're playing starters, and, and Mike Williams gets hurt. and Joey Bosa leaves with what appeared to be an injury. And Branson says saying it's not an injury, but it still looks like an injury. And he's getting criticism for the way he played his starters week 18. Like, there it's still a rocky way to get in the playoffs, even though for the Chargers coming into this year it was playoffs or bust. I wonder, George, if he does if they lose to the Jaguars on Saturday, if that's a job that's if he gets fired. And I think that's the all the jobs we've been talking about, I think you can make a case for. I think it's standalone obvious. Chargers go right to the top list. By far the most attractive job in this opening if Brandon Staley is fired, if they if the Chargers do lose on Wild Card weekend.
1: Yeah, if he's out, I think the Chargers are, are right at the top of the list. Everybody wants that job. Everybody wants to go in there, work with Justin Herbert, build things with them. The, probably the only downside for, for taking that job is the division. It's highly competitive. you right. got to get through Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But I think you've got the pieces there that, that you'll accept that challenge. I think you would have everybody uh, lining up and, and and wanting that job. I think it depends on how they lose. I think if they lose and, and Staley makes another one of these decisions that he's made throughout the year that that is easily second-guessed, and I think that could, you know, especially if Mike Williams doesn't play or doesn't play at, at full level. And then there's a point in the game where he makes a call that is highly questionable and it it leads to a Jaguars win. I think that's a scenario where Brandon Staley doesn't come back.
0: We saw with Frank Reich in twenty eighteen in overtime was it fourth and five on their only like twenty yard line. I forget the exact depth mm-hmm. distance, but if something in that range it gets the Texans, they don't get it.
1: About Texans forty or forty five somewhere in there.
0: They lose, the, right, they lose the game, and Frank Reich, it's funny, he got almost revered for it in the locker room. The players loved it. <laughs> if Brandon Sealy does the same thing, <laughs> he might not even make it to the post-game press conference, George. I'll tell you that right now. He may yep. get fired on the field. So I think you're right. Another boneheaded fourth and, and five on your own 20-yard line you go for, you don't get it. That could be the end of Brandon Sealy in L.A., which, again, I don't think it would be a good thing for the Colts because that's a job I think everyone would be clamoring for. But let also stick in L.A., Go to a team that's not playing this weekend, Sean McVay and the Rams. They obviously had a, a very down year. Uh, Brutally, you have to win the Super Bowl. Look, when you have your – basically, you tell your coach if you can go look for other jobs. When you have a guy who's a really good friend of Sean McVay and his office coordinator, Liam Cohen, who left to go to Kentucky, then left Kentucky to go coach with Sean McVay this year with L.A., and now we're going back to Kentucky. Again, they're apparently pretty close to be the office coordinator for a college team. I think the right on the wall. Sean McVay's retiring, walk away or time, whatever you want to label it. I think that job in LA is opening up. How would you assess the Rams? I think that's, that's a very interesting job. If that does open up a Sean McVay does walk away. How would you assess that in terms of obviously comparing with the Colts?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I agree with you about, about McVay, you know, probably being gone. it. People talk about with players all the time. And once you get one foot out the door, you're done. Once you start continuing, retire- considering retirement, it's over. Um, I get that feeling with him. You know, we heard about it after the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl. Yeah, we had heard rumors that that he might walk away. So we know it's something he's been thinking about for a while. Uh they just went through a rough year, as maybe as rough as anybody had uh in the NFL this year. They're right there with the Colts and the Broncos in terms of you know, disappointing season. A lot of it was injuries there, but it still had to take a big mental toll. He hadn't had now a losing season, hadn't been under five hundred at any point in a season until the opening week this year. That's crazy. Um you know, I think that's a really tough, tough thing for him to deal with, and so I do think he's walking away. Uh, all all signs indicate that. We'll see. You know, if he changes his mind, um, but I think it, it's a it's a very attractive job. Again, depending on what you're looking for, I mean, there's obviously a lot of talent there. It's an aging roster. You're going to need to rebuild soon, but you also have an owner in Stan crocky who seems to just print money. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. And and they've shown before you know they're they're willing to make big trades they're willing to 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 go and take big swings so i don't i think overall it's probably much more positive than negative yeah you're going to go through a rebuild but you're going to do it with tons of resources and a general manager who's willing to trade the entire draft if that's what it takes to get the guy that you want to get in there so um that being said i've heard from some pretty good sources that that raheem morris is the heavy front runner there uh, hmm. So it could be another domino effect type of thing, where if Morris gets that job, you know, now he, he's interviewed with the Broncos already he's scheduled to interview with the Colts who knows what that changes. It's a butterfly effect kind of thing. You know, who knows what that changes with each other decision that's made.
0: Right now it obviously directly impact Colts with him, you know, hiring you know, or interviewing already. So that would be, that's really interesting. That's well, I mean, I guess you want kind of do It's interesting where he would would be kind of the, the front runner. I would have assumed if I'm at LA, especially the Rams and McVay walks away, I would call Sean Payton in a heartbeat and say, Hey, come on over. He's like, I don't know. We talked to this on CBS sports Radio on the show I produce on Wednesday. And I was, I was kind of on an Island with everyone else. And it sounds like you agree with me. So I guess maybe I don't know if me and you are the minority. I don't know how uh, fans listening to this would agree or not, but I look at the Rams, I think they are way more attractive than the Colts, because even though, yes, Sean McVay is walking away, and you can maybe do your own math and say, well, he's walking away. If they, if they were, if he believed they were Super Bowl contender next year, he wouldn't walk away. Like you mentioned, even when they won the Super Bowl, they won it. And he's sitting there saying, oh, I don't know if I want to come back. So I think you're right. I think if he's walking away, this is more wanting to either take a break, wanting to, he's talking about, you know, starting his own family kind of, being more present, and maybe he has a pull towards TV and he's so young that maybe he says, I just need a break now, and then in five years I'll be back and recharge, ready to go. I think it's more of wanting a break than looking at this roster and saying, we're screwed, this team is going nowhere fast, and I don't want to be a part of a rebuild for another two or three years and kind of muck it up before it gets better. I think it's a team where, again, yeah, Matthew Stafford say he's going to return whether Sean Covey is there or not. I believe Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is going to be back. Even if Aaron Donald retires, there's still talent on this team. And like you mentioned, Stan Kroenke and Les Need, the owner and the GM, have showed already they will do whatever it takes to put a winning product on the field. Yes, they don't have a first-round pick this year, but that you know basically that's resets and they are good with picks going after this draft. So it's not like the, the future is as bleak as maybe we would think with all the times they have traded a first-round pick. I think you can, depending on the head, the head coaches, you could actually turn this team around and – you have the old line and I think you could be right back in Super Bowl contention next year in an NFC that's, again, wide open where outside of the 49ers, you look at the playoffs this year. I don't really feel good about any other team, to be honest, outside of San Francisco. So you look around, okay, maybe Philly's sure uh, still good next year, but it's nowhere near the tough uh, goal that the AFC is showing with Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. So I think you could – like, I think still the Rams next year – our Super Bowl contenders even if Sean McVay walks away? So again, if you're a guy like Sean Payton, if you're a guy like Jim Harbaugh, and you want to say I want to win, I view the Rams and the Bucks in similar fashion. Where I don't think I think you could with a quarterback change or even just a tweaking to the roster, they could still compete bare minimum playoffs next year. But I think also Super Bowl contention, which again I would put both of those jobs ahead of the Colts, which is not you know again which is kind of tough in terms of if it is Jim Harbaugh. Well, he could have his eyes set on, on better opportunities in Tampa and L.A. than it is in Indy. That could take him away. But like I said, whether it's Raheem Morris, whether it's another head coach that maybe the Colts are interested in that, that is, you know, gone because the, the Rams or the Bucs or, or the Chargers are more attractive. This wealth card weekend, for not having, obviously, a dog in the fight, George, it's going to have, like an impact on the Colts one way or another. Either the coaches we just talked to win, Brandon Staley wins, Mike McCarthy wins, and, there's you know, they keep their jobs, and those those coaches and those teams are off the market this year for another year, or they lose, you know, moves are made. All of a sudden, now you have more teams enter the fray. And I think more attractive teams enter the head coaching pool than currently of the five we have right now.
1: No, there's no doubt. And I think all things considered, you'd lean NFC or AFC. If everything else is equal, I'm going to the NFC team just because of what we've been talking about. there's more chance to win. Uh, That being said, on a completely unrelated note, if San Francisco ever gets like that elite quarterback, the rest of the league can just give it up. I mean, they're winning with Brock Purdy. What will happen if you put, like, Patrick Mahomes in San Francisco? It's over.
0: That's what the Colts have tried to do, build their team basically around a quarterback. The Colts have failed, obviously, and the 49ers have succeeded to easily the highest level without a doubt. All right, so when we come back here to wrap up the Blue Horseshoe pod, Jeff Satter's aim has been talked about a lot. He's going to get an interview George is here, and I think with some positive news. So Colts fans, don't go anywhere because this is going to be a very important little uh, little chat about Jeff Saturday's candidacy about the next Colts head coach when the Blue Ocean Pod returns.